spread one love, okay? Thanks for tuning in to us, the Eminem Show. We're back with another fresh version of the Eminem show. Blah, Thank blah, you blah. for joining, watching us. How are we doing today? Should I say my bitch? Whoa. <laughs> what up, though? How are we doing? My bitch. <laughs> How are we doing, queen? Yeah, there <laughs> we go. There we go. Okay, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> my bitch. <laughs> I'm not sure who was more uncomfortable, you or I me. I know, I know. I was trying to be. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. Because like, the colloquial bitch. bitch is b is more like batch, b a t c h, right. or b i h h h h b. Okay. It don't never end. It just fades. <laughs> fades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I meant it yeah. in like a positive way, but <laughs> my bitch. I usually don't <laughs> I usually don't greet people or women in that way and so it you know, it came out very awkwardly. I'm kind of awkward sometimes. Sorry about that. But <laughs> okay. I did mean it in a positive way. I kind Cheers. of I kind of meant it as in like my nigga, but Oh, okay, I get it. It didn't really anyway. It didn't roll off the tongue so... quite the same. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So today we're talking about um, a, a carryover conversation, kind of that started last week, um, and I don't even know how we got on it, but um, talking about how we address each other as women, how women are addressed in the broader society, and uh, what the implications of that are, and it's a pretty complex thing. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, and explore what it means to each of us, um, bitches, hoes, queens. Maybe some cunts too. Yes. Um, Covering them all. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, then as per usual, we're going to talk about some news, some things going on in the world, some good things, some crazy things. Wait, there's good things happening in the world? There's good things happening. There's in the puppies world. being rescued. I was about somewhere. to say, there's like puppies and there's babies, yes. butterflies. And I saw this beautiful picture of glowworms in New Zealand. Ooh, and wait, I was like, real glowworms? Yeah, like... like the cave looked amazing. It was oh, beautiful. Wow. I was, I took a moment just to wow. appreciate that's that's, 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 that's the earth that's at love, that Jay moment. Mills. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, perspective, man, micro. I heard that. You know, yes. that's great advice. See, I I watched a um, video recently that said uh, restore your faith in humanity. And it was a Russian dashboard camera videotape. Okay. And uh, it was basically just videos of like people pulling babies out of highways and like do like not killing people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so you know. You gotta reset your mind. Every yeah. Once sometimes in a while. you gotta change yeah. your perspective. Look at some cute yeah. baby animals. You know. Yeah, I was. Um, I caught a couple minutes of the Ellen show today, and she was talking about what happened in Vegas, but then, like, showed a good, like, five minutes of just people doing good deeds and stuff. I almost started crying. Like, it was almost, that. Almost. I'd have been crying, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I cry all the time. But, so, yeah, we're going to talk about what's going on in the world, and then, you know, do our little business shout-out, and, of course, land with... The metaphysical with Mills, the one and only my favorite part of the show. Yes. So uh, <laughs> stick around, viewers, 
and get metaphysical with us. But back to bitches, hoes versus queens. So my bitches, <laughs> my queens. What up? So what my is? Fellow bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mills. You gave me a clear, like, don't say it, don't <laughs> do it. So what does the term bitch mean to you? Being in total control of herself. Ooh. B-I-T-C. So why shouldn't I call that? That it sounds like the, a good thing. Uh, it was the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, uh, there are different types of, that's a way of taking ownership of it you know mm -hmm. because oftentimes when you are doing that someone calls you a bitch when you know what you want and you want it to be done the right way or you call people out of their mediocrity to make them do what they are capable of mm -hmm. you are often called a bitch so it's it's a you know similar to many other words that people can use to try to insult someone you can take ownership of it, but it doesn't stop it from still, you know, not being cool. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like somebody who's fat who adopts the name and they're cool with being called Fat Tony or Fat whatever. Right. You know, where at one time that could have very well been an insult. But now you're like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, some women are like, yeah, I'm a bitch and get over it. Like they, they take this. I, there's so many women. Oh, gosh. That are proud of being the worst kind of bitch you know like they're snooty and they're shady and they're snappy and they're negative and they're always gossiping things like that and they could be very successful you know they could be lawyers they could be doctors they could be teachers they could be housewives they're all types of walks of life but I don't know. Me personally, I kind of feel like women come in different breeds. And, like, it it is what it is, man. What do you mean by breeds? Because actually... Like some of us no, have let's, shorter let's, tails. Let's, <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's an interesting choice of word because bitch obviously yeah. is a, you know, dog means term. female dog. Yeah. Right. And... Especially in regards to breeding. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's exactly which, uh, you know, comes along the whole like promiscuous kind of definitions that have over history and time, um, uh, you know, like bitch, ho, uh, ho bag, <laughs> whore, ho bag. Um, <laughs> all of those, they, you know, they may have like slight variations of meaning, but all of them, I was doing some research today. Um, have some kind of rooted uh, uh, meaning in promiscuity or abundant sexual activity and the <laughs> negative like spin. the negative connotations right. that come along with that. Um, yeah, and so what do you mean? Can you expand upon uh, women as different breeds? What do you, what does Jay Mills mean by that? I mean that. <clears throat> you have different different women who are going to do certain things no no matter where they are in life and i mean 
being a woman is tough. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibilities. And I often say this when I'm talking to women in a way that if someone who was not a woman were to say these things, I'd be very offended. You know, if a man was like, yo, women come and breathe. Like, we're not animals. Okay, so How dare you right. ever fucking say some, but I know some skeezing ass skeezers. I know some skanks. I know some hoes. I know some bitches. I know that they were this their whole life. And some of them are successful. Some of them have gotten married. Some of them do different things. But they, ooh, it is what it is. And nothing will satisfy their soul. Nothing will change them. Nothing will, gosh, it's like you get older and older. And it's like, wow, you're still high school. You're still this. You're still that. You was evil as an elementary school kid. You're still, you were like that in high school. You were like that in college. Now you're grown and you're a mom. And you're still this person in the PTA meetings. You're still this person person you're still a bitch you're still a skank you're still a skeezer you're still uh it sucks but well, i think well, it goes down into how many women are taught this generation after generation after generation after generation it's unfortunate but they may have come from a mother who's a skeezer a skank or whore what's a or whatever skeezer? i don't want to talk about, let me not say horse because i respect horse that's a, a business. very popular sport in the 50s <laughs> Okay. I don't know what skeezer is. Skank versus skeezer. That's a woman who schemes. Everything is a scheme. It's always a scheme. She's with it as long as it's the best thing to be with. But she's always scheming for no reason. Just flirting for no reason. Just, you know, just you all up giving unnecessary reckless eye contact when you with your dude <laughs> like you are a schemer and men have to be careful because there are women who thrive on drama they thrive on negativity they thrive on shit like this and you pick the wrong woman it will be your downfall they're good witches bad witches women are magical they are very powerful and whichever way they choose to make their allegiance is the way they chose it everybody thinks they're doing the right thing many of them have been hurt and they've their mom was hurt and their grandma was hurt so they're like i'm gonna get what i can get well i can get it because they just trying to get what they can get from me okay okay so we have skeezer we have defined skeezer now i'm clear about that now that's breed that's breed a <laughs> i'm not this is a no hierarchy these okay. are just different types you know okay. and you can love them like a pekingese man it's just you know some it's whatever <laughs> what the fuck does that mean so jamie <laughs> Love him like a pizza. I love King Corsos. I'm not going to hate somebody who like a Chihuahua. Uh, fucking the Terry. There's so many different breeds. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, do you think of yourself as a breed? Oh, what breed are you? I want to know Pure what breed. Bread. Thoroughbred. Thoroughbred. What, what does that mean? Um, Tibetan. <laughs> 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 Tibetan Mastiff, one of the largest dogs. Very rare very loyal okay they're as big as small bears so like would you say a dog like this kind of dog is like your <laughs> spirit animal or you like really think of yourself as... i think it's my spirit animal if i had to identify <coughs> i'm trying to save you so that you don't really <laughs> you don't think of yourself and other women Look, as dogs first of all i think it's important for people to understand their human nature first don't fight it just embrace it you are an animal on the earth. There are natural instincts you may have. And we are living in a country that was founded by Puritans. 
this is so repressed. Like we have to fight our way out of so many different frameworks that have been put in our mind as real as the White House with the picket fence and two kids, a boy and a girl and a dog. We've been given a blueprint and we think that you can have too many kids or you can have not enough kids or when are you going to have kids? Why are you all up in my ovary and wondering about when I'm going to get a cum shot? What is wrong with you people thinking about things like that? Like this is the country we live in. So when you have people who are just so repressed and so crazy, it can cause crazy derivatives within the people. So we're dealing with that. We're dealing with really bad things that are manifesting in women because we bring people to this planet. We've been fucked up. The right of our body has been destroyed. We don't even have a right to have kids. Even if you're married, they don't ask, are you ready to get pregnant or not? Before they ski up inside you like you're just a fucking cum bucket. I don't care how good you think you are. So because of this, many women have coping mechanisms that they've developed over time. I am a little bit lost. Not going to lie. Um, I can't even see if there's any comments, but I mean... Let's I'll say all I that feel like to Kumbaka say. I definitely had to get a couple comments. Yeah, uh, yeah no right. I mean that's not my experience. That's not my experience. Um, I, in my relationship, uh, it has been my experience with some men in the past who definitely didn't respect me. But like I had to, I guess, learn that you know how to navigate that situation and and take power for myself and make better decisions and navigate different humans but um maybe women are flowers then you can find different types of flowers in the different types of environments that they actually need to grow in and it doesn't diminish their beauty some are desert roses and they don't need much water at all you know they don't need much attention they don't need much anything you know they just stand alone and they give you life when time gets rough and they they out you some are lilies and they're in the mud and they need constant attention and watering in this nurturing environment for them to bring about this. Some women are wildflowers and they just out here. <laughs> I mean, I relate you to know? that more, but I like to garden, but I see there's there's different types. I mean, again, it's about relating to nature and understanding nature versus nurture and that truth that there are different natures. Sometimes people try to change somebody's nature. You can look and know what it is and they can tell you what it is. You know, where the Kanye, did you know your girlfriend was a bird? Like it happens on the male and the female tip. You know, you can find someone and that's just not the right mix. Y'all natures ain't going mixed. Like the way they like to breed is not how you like to breed. You breed for life. They breed for a season. You, you, y'all are on some completely different tips. So you're saying like there are some women who in their nature is more dog-like and there are some women who are more plant-like in their nature. No, I'm saying that both of those metaphors can be equally right. used to describe the variances in how women can be not right, like, just, so it's not negative it's not necessarily associated dogs it's yeah. like it's like anything i mean we're all weathered we're all product of our experiences right like i mean i think i'm just like sensitive about especially as a woman of color in the united states when black people weren't considered like a full human being until i don't know still not even today yeah, yeah I mean, um it's it's i'm just like cautious or sensitive about um comparing uh 
to brown dogs. women. Yeah, yeah to dogs. Talk about Not- all women, and I'll talk about all men too. Like, I mean, it's okay. Like, we can say men are dogs, but when we start, oh wait a minute, no, da 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 da. Hey, look, we all fucking animals on the planet Earth, man. So let's get back to the breeds then. <laughs> uh, so we went over what a skeezer. What's a skank? Oh man. Mm, skanks are stank. Stank. <laughs> Someone who's dirty uh, and stinky. Attitude negative uh, all oh, the negative. time. Oh, negative. Okay. Oh, I thought that was more like a stank attitude, like stank face or stank. No, attitude. many pretty girls are very ugly inside. Yeah. So you still gonna slide? You gonna skeet up in her? But she stank. She's a skank. It's a lot of skanks hey, Mills got there. all the lingo definitions okay. down. I had no idea it was this deep. I never thought about I mean, I've, I hear these terms all the time, but I never actually like yeah. really, really <laughs> talked about it or them. thought yeah. about what they meant. So. We know these girls. They're never satisfied. They're real negative. Go out to eat. They rude. Everything's boring. Excuse me. Um, I don't like this at all. Like, you know what I'm talking about. I know these... <clears throat> women i'm sorry i gave that because i can definitely change it up um excuse me um apple care you know like all the time like it's never okay it's horrible and people deal with them but some people are addicted to negativity they're addicted to complaining they're addicted to being a victim they're addicted to this emotional need to suck the joy out of <laughs> any interaction that happens to take the story and make it theirs and bad and just man mm-hmm. skank. I think I had thought of the term skank before more I think associated with like someone like dirty or like unclean but see I never really talked about it before so maybe I had been thinking or using the term incorrectly that, all these years well, now you dirty you dirty you when I dirty, think of the word skank dirty. I think of like easy skanking Bob Marley like, uh, <laughs> I like that music I love that that's I also like think of that's skank. that's a way better skank <laughs> y'all got a little skank in us you know what I'm saying okay okay so skeezer <laughs> skank um now ho. I think we all know what a hoe is, right? Or the definition, stereotypical uh, yeah. definition. Well, I, I believe that it's necessary to discuss whore versus slut. Like, I think that people say hoe when they mean slut and they don't mean whore to give As you know, a, respect to the profession. Gets paid, yeah, right. right. Okay. Wait, so a whore is someone who gets paid and a hoe uh-huh. is just someone who sleeps around a lot? Pretty much. You do whore shit for free. Oh, I'm so confused. Wait. I, I mean, some some hoes like they're, and I'm I'm just saying this not to be. Again, I don't I don't judge it. Like I don't know. We've given these yeah. words. They're these people. Like I don't. know, You don't like the word duck. Well, what do you want me to call it then? Right. It's a fuck. It quacks. Eh. It's a duck. Okay. Well, but what's the? It rhymes with fuck. But it's a duck. What's the male equivalent of? nothing uh here's the thing okay all of this all of the creation stories all say the same general thing about what happened with men and women and the biggest unifying thing is that women's greatest temptation was material it's always the woman that wanted the thing that was forbidden man's greatest temptation is woman he never gave a fuck about that thing 
He wasn't interested in that thing until that woman wanted it. So there's a lesson to be learned here. The women that want the wrong things are headed to destruction. What do men want? Whatever the fuck women want. If women didn't want anything, they wouldn't do anything. It's like everything they do. Man, this this uh, it's crazy. The power that we truly have. The power that we truly have. We don't realize the, the air we walk on. You know, men don't even think women. They don't have sisters. Some of them don't even think we fart. They don't even think our shit stinks. They don't even know how women really are. We are fucking magical. They don't get it. They don't. Yeah, how you knit? How your lashes just match? What the fuck? You just sparkling smell so delicious, bitch. Damn. We don't even. We we're fucking magical creatures. We are like, what you do with it, man? Right. So I. What think kind it, of witch are you, man? Well, <laughs> but every woman, regardless of how much sex she likes to have or if she gets paid for it or not has magic inside of her mm -hmm. has queenly attributes yes they do has the ability to rule yes. her own destiny are all queens good no. in history no so does that change the fact that they were a queen no but my thing is why aren't we calling all women queens why do we have to call each other hoes now i say this Having written a rhyme earlier today using the word bitch and hoe and trick too. So I'm, you know, being hypocritical. I'm calling myself out, but I'm speak. I'm talking about it. You know, these contradictions live within myself as they do all of us. I want to strive to think of all women as magical people with dignity, regardless of what they look like, their size, shape, you know, where they're from, Word. how they're dressed, you know, and that's, that's part of why I started uh, my business, Tiger Swan, because I just really wanted to create space for women to like talk about when they feel most powerful and beautiful, regardless of what they're going through in their lives. Because you know, women come in and talk about all kinds of shit that they're going through. I'm privileged to hear that. But I don't want to judge because honestly, like, there's been times in my life where maybe I had a hotation. You Damn. know what I'm saying? But would I tolerate it if someone called me a hoe? Like, no. I was learning and exploring and First shit. Of, you, know, you know, when when men do that, it, it just shows the whole root of their disvalue of themselves if putting a, your dick inside of a girl makes her garbage that means you're trash yeah, like that says nothing about her get that. how you brag about fucking a garbage can like yeah yo I fucked her yo she's fucking a hoe and shit why were you bragging why are you shh, go to the doctor <laughs> this isn't any that says nothing about her and everything about you dude but we don't even see it like that yeah Molly, I'm curious to know what you think about these terms because you're such an outspoken, like, women, women's rights, just, hey, you know, so. I mean, I struggle with it all the time because um, I, I definitely swing closer to, like, stand-up comedian. <laughs> um, than I do women's rights activists, <laughs> you know, for well, sure. Yeah. I mean, people want to put labels upon me, right? I mean, I am very vocal about the shit that I've been through, and because I have been vocal about the abusive relationship or relationships that I've been in and 
what it felt like when people didn't believe me and like sharing those things uh, after getting through them, you know, uh, really uh, helped me feel more connected to other women um, and felt uh, less alone because I realized that it happens to so many of us. Yeah. Uh, And in that process, I let other women know that they could confide in me. And so I've become a person that people will call upon when horrible shit happens to women in this town um and uh and i'm happy to champion those causes and help wherever i can because i'm the woman that believes other women you know amen to that so you trust women i trust women we're going to talk about trusting women more Uh later today too um but i will also say that um it. it comes from a place of compassion because i saw all the people around me at the time who you know, didn't like him and were living off of me and everything like just so quickly turn and act like I was the one that was crazy. And so I try to instill that like confidence and that belief because there's nothing more painful than realizing you're in an abusive relationship and also realizing that all your friends are, you know, also in an abusive relationship with you because they enabled or allowed it or punished you or you know what i mean so it, it, it was a difficult period so i try to be i don't try to be but i i am that voice for women and i have resources and people just tend to call me so um but the reality is i refer to women as bitches and broads all the time i say dumb shit all the time i am definitely way more destined towards a stand-up career you know stand-up comedy career than i am uh to be on the front lines of any sort of movement because you know I've always been a tomboy I've always really um, been a loner Uh, I've never uh, like my sister was into like pageants and shit like that and like I didn't even want to get my ears pierced ever like that I I don't remember the deal but it was some sort of a my sister used to wrote me into like family deals all the time like well if we both get our ears pierced mom said she would you know like I got a canopy bed and my ears pierced two things I could live without I think I've worn earrings like three times in my life it's just not my jam so you know it's just not um I've never really identified as like any particular gender or behavior like I mean I identify as a woman but like I never like I've just always tried to survive uh and keep it moving and i definitely rely on comedy and like (laughs) making shit funny because life is pretty fucking horrible you Mm -hmm. know so as someone that uses uh the term or terms bitches broads hoes um, not really hoes hoes is not really my jam bitches and broads not hoes but broads I mean, but it's more like these broads, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, it's not, it's not like. It's like out, you're out of a guy's, guys and dolls. Yeah, that's not what I'm thinking. the 40s. Oh, I'll be like, these bitches over here, but I, I'll be referring to myself, you know what I mean? I'm not, it's, it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. So you um, take ownership of the word bitch. It's not necessarily derogatory if you use it as a woman, but of a man in an abusive relationship cause you that all yeah. the time, it's clearly not okay. I mean, that's how it's said. Has anyone ever used it? Never mind. Say it. You can't be doing that shit. <laughs> Has anyone ever called you that in the midst of, uh... Of sex? Yes. Has anyone ever called me a bitch during sex? I don't think that's so. That's a good question. I feel like maybe. I hope not. 
Like, I don't think so. I can't. I feel like I would remember if someone called me a bitch during sex. Like, there's that scene in Sex in the City. You know that episode. He calls her a bitch and Where, she like kind of yeah. freezes up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like I remember some shit like that. No, no one has ever called me a bitch <laughs> yeah. or a hoe. Awkward. That's a whole nother talk show. Anyway. <laughs> I don't want anyone to call me a bitch or a hoe. Hoe? I can't and... even fathom how that fits into yeah, the Yeah, I'm not bedroom. really sure, yeah. Like, but people like different it. things, man. Who knows? You know, yeah. that is true. That is true. My my grandmother used to say, "For every crooked pot, there's a crooked lid." So <laughs> <laughs> that is that's you that's some saying? wisdom. That's right another. There. That's a saying. Hey, speaking I mean, of old sayings, but that would make sense. That makes I sense. I mean, it. not my jam, but you know, <laughs> to each his own. Yeah, I mean, I I I think back to like the early '90s with Too Short and C. Dolores Tucker and Spellman and Tip Drill and you know Tipper Gore and anti-rap you know I think about just witnessing the the birth of hip-hop with it being poor righteous teachers Mm. and public enemy and fun music about dancing and righteous conscious hip-hop and just man peach so much sister soldier and yeah. who you calling a bitch you that's what I, I grew up to you know me too me too and to see them yeah. look take and single out two live crew yeah. and nwa two groups that before the government turned against them i honestly had never heard of because rap you know back then was so local right. it was so right. yeah you know I'm on the East Coast. That's all I hear about. So, um, to see how that has totally changed from literally who you calling a bitch to them just straight up calling women bitches in the rap music all the time, all the time. time. And we're jamming to it. We're dancing to it. We're turning up and I'm the hottest on the streets. No, you probably me just i know all the time going we just love it and it's such a double standard man i'm talking to my brother a lot about like you know just things you know his dealings with women he was talking about the mixed signals like right women send such crazy mixed signals like because well, that's the most empowering shit we got like so i graduated in 1993 and at the time i think there was more women on the radio and in hip-hop and r&b than there were men for sure I mean, if you think about Mary J. Blige, like Jade, uh, mm-hmm. TLC, SWV, SWV there was a lot of groups back and then. Vogue, now it's like Gina few Thompson, and far between. MC Light, Nicole Queen Wayne. Latifah. Yeah, I mean, Wait, that was later. Salt and Pepper. I mean, there definitely was nothing, Salt and Pepper. Mm, bitches no- with attitude. Yeah, there was nothing but <laughs> positive imagery of like strong, beautiful, black badass. Yo yo, yeah. Lady yeah. of Rage. Lady of Rage. You could go on for days, honestly. Now, granted, it was also the golden age. Of MC hip-hop. Light. Right. Yeah. Right. Like. But now it's very few and far between. Very different landscape. Like Cardi B, diggable fucking planets, Lady Butterfly. Oh, right. Cardi B has the is the first like female rapper since Lauren Hill, like since seventeen years ago, to have a number one hit single. And I was trying to think about it, like 
uh, when did How's uh, that possible? Like uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill that came out in two thousand two two thousand. Wait, when did I graduate from high school? It was my senior it came high out school. in 03. or two? Nah, I think it was like two thousand or two thousand and one. Yeah, it was 2000 or 2001. Oh, that right. was 17 no. years ago. I was a senior in high school. It was that far. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking about Beyonce. And so thinking about from like 2000 to now, all the like female rappers, R&B groups that you named were pretty much before that. Long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, I'm not saying that there, there aren't folks yeah. that are there. Like, Mary J. Blige has, you know, Pure carried soul. her career over or whatever. And, and Vogue is coming back right now. But there Escape. has been, I feel like, a void a of female gap. voices in huge gap. Uh, R&B and, and hip-hop mm-hmm. um, as a dominating... I mean, it was it was purposefully done. Um, I mean, I think Ashanti was, like, the last, right? Like, yeah. like hip-hop was just, like... Cut like littered with women everywhere and all kinds of dope shit, and then it just really fades yeah. out. And it's like Brandy, Aaliyah, Lil Kim, Lil Kim. I mean, just kind of Destiny's Child, Eve, and then Foxy it took the girl, Eve. but even I Foxy Brown, Eve. I love them too. They, I don't know, something about the longevity, you know. Right. I, well, they well, probably got tired of the bullshit being women in that industry with dealing with rip motherfuckers like Rick being Ross, called and, bitches and hoes all the time. Well, I mean, you remember we were talking and about they this got a couple married, months ago with babies. Rick Ross saying I couldn't have a female artist because I have to fuck her because I can't control my dick. Women are bitches when they say no and don't give you what you want and stuff. That word bitch is just so... so They probably made their money and they were like, you know what, fuck this. I could be surrounded by these idiots all day or I could like go bun up in someplace else and enjoy my life or pursue some other, you know... They get married. Yeah, what is he doing? I love Eve. Eve. She had a makeup line. I would buy that shit. She's you know? like in the UK, like racing cars and shit. Fuck yeah. Like, I hope that's life. true. I really hope that's true. It is true. Yeah, Fuck she, yeah. She was married to like this baron or like president of some See, she figured country. it out. She figured Somebody. it out. She got out. She came back and like did some appearance, uh, some like awards or like show or whatever. Still looks great. Still looks fabulous. Shout out to Eve. Evie Eve. Pink. Pink is probably one of the few, like, yeah. strong. I She's mean, Beyonce, for sure, but, like, P- Pink, Beyonce. I mean, who, who else can you really say is, like, strong? Re- but, Brianna. hold I on. I'm going to pause and Brianna. say, but Beyonce has, to me, musically devolved artistically in terms of Dangerously in Love and the level of songwriting and the subject material. And Did you say devolved devolved from what time period to when musically speaking she was making a much more mature crowds music in her first album than she has in any of the other ones to follow the last two albums lemonade and beyonce are like very mature subject matters Mm, yeah and like i'm trying to be rihanna kind of way i don't mean mature just because you're talking about sex like, how is it that she was dangerously in love and writing like the married woman that she is now and now writing like she it's just I mean, I get it. Like, you know, she's doing partition. She's doing this grown mute, grown, quote unquote, but it's just sexual. And I'm like, so what's the problem with that? Is, does that make her more hoish? Like, what's the matter? with I, the woman? I know that the music industry is really pushing for sex to sell and that. 
we as as people of color don't really understand the power of our image and what it means when people want to be you if she was still i said yes to my mama and yes to you dating me you know that nice drink for the rest of the time like that's not the image they wanted girls to do the first time i said no no they wanted let my kitty but she's already done all that uh, like does she as a as a female do you have to like stay within a certain image is it is that our responsibility at this point in history's time like is it beyonce rihanna lil kim is it anyone who has a powerful platform if they're a woman to stay within a certain image in order to protect women is that their responsibility i think you do have social responsibility with art you do rihanna didn't pretend to be for you know the kids you know like she was obviously adult and like badass like fuck it like i'm a bad girl i don't know and her beginning i mean for albums... me seeing like you know little girls singing some of beyonce's latest songs that's troublesome to me like you're that's cool but have some social responsibility for yourself like riri ain't put out some of her worst songs on on anti that album was dope and she she got pretty nasty but you get just had to listen to the project to hear it but I mean, I hear what you're saying, and you know, I've been like an uh, an advocate and an organizer for women's rights for like a decade now. So I've had this conversation with Chris. I used to be angry at Rihanna. I was like, "Bitch, better have my money." Could be so much more powerful if it was about something else. But I have since thought about it and actually changed my stance. Um, and like, I. Th- I don't know, like, because I think Rihanna and Beyonce have both transformed in their careers. Rihanna was singing You Can Stand Under My Umbrella, and then she had an album, Good Girl Gone Bad, and she started to go through, artistically, like, with her expression, a transformation in what she wanted to talk about and Mm. how she was dressing as well. And so there's a part of me that is like, yes, uh, we have to be responsible. We have to be aware and know our power. Um, at the same time, like people have to stretch the boundaries so that, um, you know, we can hopefully be more free. Like I would really love it if women could wear whatever the fuck they want and it not be, um, potentially dangerous, you know? Yeah. agreed. I mean, Beyonce, I love her so much for, bringing sexy back to being a mother you know you talk about what happened to so many of these female artists and it's because there used to be this thing where once you become somebody's mom you're not allowed to be sexy you're a failure as a mom if you're too sexy and then oh you're like what are you doing out so many times when i go out people be like where's the baby like what do you think i'm gonna have my kid with me right now how many people ask a man where his children are when he's out being successful in his life there's this quiet expectation that you have to choose being a good mother or being good at your career and if you're good at your career they just automatically assume that you're a horrible parent if you look too provocative it's disrespectful to your children and Beyonce has just totally kid after kid now after these twins is just like what 
I'm better. And I'm so dare you to say I'm not like bear it all. Just still breaking down that wall and just the look of it, you know, word to Janet Jackson and plenty of people that have come before her in terms of the look, you can, you can do that with your look and still be tasteful with your music. And knowing that she started like that when she was young, you know, knowing that, how this industry is and how they'll give you the songs you you used to write them and now you don't like you you traded in your price and they'll take you up you know that's the difference between her and solange like it's the truth so you ask do you have a choice yeah you have a choice the question is do you have a price for your soul or do you find it to be priceless if you want to put the price on it go ahead get them millions 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 and you know do whatever but I know too much to pretend like, you know, that's okay. Cause it's like, okay, well, you know, now you got the little kids in elementary school singing all your music, Beyonce, like, really? You want to like, Oh, I'm you know, work out for the kids, move your body. Oh yeah. You know, we're the, we're, we're so cool. You know, they call Jay-Z out on it. Like, dude, your music's about selling crack and stuff and you're America's black family. Like, do you realize what this really fucking means? And you're okay with this? What? Whitney Houston had beautiful music. She did crack in her personal life. Oh, I'm sorry. Cocaine. Crack is whack. But she was wild as fuck in her personal life. I'm saying there's a lane that's missing from black music that Beyonce touched on. That soul. She could have Aretha. Like the number, the names that she could have been among based on where she was going. Oh my gosh. And that's not, you know, she, not to take anything away from pop or whatever, but it's like where who who's in that lane where is the i mean mariah still performing yeah janelle is neo soul where's like mary j blige like we had soulful beautiful songs about love (laughs) and just love not fucking gosh right i don't know maybe and making love like there was a difference and sure you had you who knew we look back at 90s R&B like, oh. <laughs> maybe now is the that. time of the hoes. Maybe we are, maybe it's a sign of the times that there's no more love. Maybe that we need Even more love. Even if you a wife, you gotta be a hoe to keep your dude. Mm-hmm. No, gosh. Not unless you want to do that shit. There's so many good girls that try to catch dudes that are unsavable. This shit is sad. Don't have a threesome uh-huh. to keep your man. That's all I'm all I'm I mean, say about that. That's for somebody that's watching. I know somebody that's watching. Don't do it. It's not gonna keep them. <laughs> Words of wisdom. What yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I feel like there's always like social responsibility once you reach us to a certain level, you know. Um, and so no matter how whatever that level is, there's there's something that comes along with it, and so you have to be aware of the words that you use and the things that you say because you're the reach that you have in the space that you're in, you know? Yeah. And so I think uh, that that doesn't go away just because you're a millionaire and you've got a bunch of Grammys, you know? Like, in Mm -hmm. fact, that that responsibility increases. And I think when you're one of a few, then your responsibility increases even more, you know? So if you are a woman like Beyonce and you've reached that pinnacle and you have that many people listening to you and you have that much sway over your, like, creative process and you have that then like it could be used for more because it has to like if we just ex- you know keep expecting mediocre behavior from people with extraordinary reach then our world is going to continue to just spiral you know? my thing is i mean 
what about ourselves? Like, I don't control Beyonce or Rihanna or anybody, but I do control myself. Micro. And exactly. And that's what we're talking about here today. <laughs> and, and our personal use and experience of these words. We use these words. We have felt these words. They've been used on us, um, I'm sure, in a number of different ways. So what is our responsibility today? Like, what... How should we use these terms? Uh, what can we? How can we tell our viewers? Uh, what kind of what kind of wisdom nuggets can we pass on to our viewers about uh, using these terms? I, I, you know, I love sister and sis and sis, queen, yeah. and there is power in language, and I think that by replacing those negative words with positive words you can slowly start to shift the mind mm -hmm. yeah. I, th I think it's you know it's it's, it's like uh, <laughs> recently I was hip that it's um instead of calling somebody a homeless person say it's a person experiencing homelessness mm -hmm. and I don't know maybe the old me might have rolled my eyes or been like that's a lot or whatever but or younger me I guess but like you know, it just really hit home. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. homeless. You're not, that doesn't, that does not describe a type of person. You're right. experiencing homelessness yeah. and it really humanizes the situation. So I, I agree. I think that the words that you use, um, are very powerful and yeah. you know, the message that you send, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, that just reminds me of, uh, when I was, um, an organizer at rock DC and, uh, you know, you're constantly, um, when you're talking about economics and uh, social benefits, you know, you're always trying to figure out ways to communicate them in layman's terms and just frame them for the broad public so it's relatable. And this term, low-wage worker, kept coming up over and over and over again in conversations about restaurant workers. Like, I was being identified as I'm a low-wage worker. And, you know, I just, I really didn't like that because it made it feel like permanent, like, mm -hmm. you know, like right. the homelessness is permanent. Are. Right. No, I'm actually a person who is earning low wages at this shitty job right yeah. now or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, there just, just you saying that made me think of that and yeah. uh well especially when you say like experiencing homelessness because then it really yeah. personalizes it because we can all experience homelessness it's not you're not born and then you get this tag of like oh you're gonna be homeless or you are homeless right. it's like no it's something that you experience and it's yeah. fucking horrible yeah. you know it's horrible i mean i've i've been quasi homeless because i had a car to sleep in so that doesn't really count i, I don't think and it wasn't a long-term thing you know um I can't imagine what it would be like to sleep on the street. You know what I mean at all? I can't even fathom Scary. Uh, what that experience yeah. must be like because it is an experience, you know, and I think that using those words differently makes you more, more aware. But I think what, like Jay was saying on a micro level, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I've definitely, you know, been more aware. I've, I used to, I've always said speaking is being, you know, what you put into the air uh, becomes. And so, um, but I definitely slip because I'm lazy and I'm a jackass at heart, you know? I mean, that's really what it is. And then when you realize the power you have in your words, if you don't change them, that's, that's when it matters. But I feel like 
um leading by example you know i for me i find that just like being really open and honest with other women about the shit that i'm going through has just been really empowering you know um spending time with you two and learning you know different things about other women you know from how other women dress or do their hair or process things or talk about things like this is really empowering um just to understand how other people work you know because as a women we as women we tend to be like isolated and we think that we're all like thinking we're supposed to fit into some box but like it's rarely together or competing you know or competing yeah like inherently mm -hmm. competing and so you know yeah. just spending time with other women in a neutral environment or creating opportunities to spend time with other women yeah. in neutral environments like the events that you do those are so important to like Goddess energy yeah yeah like it's really really important and it so is. i think just leading by example you know um I prefer working and being around women. I feel safer around women. Women get shit done, you know. Kind of, but... I'm not sure I have a preference. I just tend to be surrounded by dudes a lot. Men, it's like, you know, men call things into order. Yeah, and I that gets on my nerves. I guess because I value people that, like, help get things done as opposed to just like make decisions or wield power like man builds the house woman makes it a home like we are the intangible we are the why they are the what but it's it's the yin and the yang like working with women is cool but it would take a long time for agenda to get set because we be all over the place when we talk for a while there's gonna be a lot of report men are gonna get there and be like <laughs> what are we talking about this and we're we gonna do that all right, who's going to do it? Me, me, and me. All right, you guys, form a team, get the shit done. Same agenda, women come in. Hey, oh my God, I like your dress. It's so pretty. Where'd you get it from? What are we going to eat? Oh, we're going to, like, we just, it's cool. That's now, we're going to get, in addition to this that the men just got done, huh, we're going to be like, do you know what? After this, we should also do that. And you know what? Then we're going to do that. That meeting's going to turn into a whole revolution yeah i disagree we I, we are synchronized swimming we I are mean, rhythmic gymnastics they are football i don't know we, they are definitive who won him how why because he had more points i mean i can't say i disagree with jml <laughs> i do i can't I say I, I definitely do <laughs> Yo, some I women agree. play football some men do gymnastics it's not there are exceptions to every rule but there are certain things that come within our nature it all goes back to nature but i mean a lot of it is too like you know we're also programmed as women to not be like uh you know confident and be that leader and all that so like women i think inherently all things don't need to be led like that they just it's kind of like a hey get back to the point here let's do this remember what we came here for today i mean that's my whole life is <laughs> i know i'm like that's people, my so rule i can't too. really relate. wait a minute we're exceptions to the rule i know she barks at us every All the, yeah. every show yeah. <laughs> you sometimes after down. the show sometimes before the show tense also yeah. i just also happen to really pride myself in facilitating it's one of my strengths but i'm Working an organizer so i'm different a lot of people don't have the training I don't know what it's like out there in regular <laughs> non-organizer meetings. I just don't know how people. But it's do just it. like <laughs> comparing brooches. Being around women all the time has just made me more appreciative of men, and like women are simply complex. 
like were just complex as fuck and you can't ever put them into any no. type of anything because no it's like fucking cats or something like no well, the dog comparison was only for the word of breed because cats are really more so what women are like like it's so different it's so, so personal pussies now Jesus mm-hmm. Christ James. yo pussies rule the world they can take sure. a fucking pounding and everything comes from them <laughs> This this idea that this pussy's is why we weak is fucking done crazy. Before the pussy, oh or before the hey, dick you challenge. ladies, it's never too late. Just don't expect it's totally me too to, late. Like, well, don't listen. <laughs> don't let me ruin your rap party, man. Like I just, you know, I can like tap on the table for you. All right, I should have wrote something for all the folks that was mad about the joint. Like get your ass to the fuck. Well, I want to uh, pivot this conversation and talk about some things that are going on in the world. We're going to start off with some positive stuff first okay. <laughs> related to the ladies. So um, super cool. This past weekend, women yeah. were in action, yo, big time in the nation's capital. It was the uh, March for Black Women. What's Oh, the March for Black Women. Yeah. What's going on over there? Jay was watching porn on her phone. Oh, my Are you God. serious? It was you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she sounded just like you. It was crazy. Oh. <laughs> That's not porn. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no comments. No comments. I don't want to be disrespectful. So. <laughs> What do you call it? Collage? Decollage. Decollage. There we go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Women know important things. <laughs> Look, so, teamwork. <laughs> so this uh, this past weekend was uh, the March for Black Women and also the March for Racial Justice. So there was two big marches. Oh, and they came awesome. together and converged. And it was awesome. Nice. And I was there for it. And I did have some pictures. I saw them. Um, you can see them on my Instagram page. If you follow me, at Style, all one word. Um, maybe Dot next shameless plug <laughs> two times. <laughs> um, but it was really powerful. There were uh, all kinds of moving speak. I was crying and shit. Um, you know, as a black woman, there's a lot of things. You know that narratives that aren't told and and the dominant narratives in society, like where our voices are often shut out. So it's really empowering to just have black woman after black woman after black woman get up there and talk about her experience and her perspective on the movement all of that though i tell you the moment i broke down and cried was when um this poet um from puerto rico came up and was talking about all the people there Mm. um the diaspora the wealth of the different types of people there of brown people there and how destroyed it is and what they're screaming and uh you know what's happening with uh basically not being given water or food um when it's like 30 miles offshore away from them and uh like people are dying there i was breaking down crying at that point um it just really made me like wake up and see um what a human uh disaster um is happening there but 
it was um, really powerful to see um, black women, white women, Latina women, transgender queens, um, men in solidarity in the thousands, thousands out there chanting um, in solidarity That's in awesome. Spanish, um, like chanting for black women, chanting for the LGBT community. Um, it was really beautiful. And, you know, I'm glad that I was there because um, if I had went to something like that a year ago, like I was so burnt out at the time. I was like, I don't know why we're marching anymore. Like, what are we doing? Like, I, I felt like that a year ago, just so tired. Um, and as I've kind of stepped back for this past year, had some time to heal um, and just like slow down going there just I just felt at home again and really realized how important every single march is um, because not everybody lives here in Washington DC where these kind of conversations happen or they have diverse friends like a lot of people come from across the country and feel siloed and they don't get to see um, all these different people actually coming together in their regular life it's important for them to know that they're not alone um, and that there's people in the country that feel the same way that they do yeah. um, they also like we marched everywhere in this in the downtown federal district so all kinds of you know traffic and business was disrupted people had to pay attention right you know um, and, uh, you know, just getting like an update from all these different perspectives about what's happening around the country. It was like a really it's great information, you mm -hmm. know. So I just want to shout out um, to all of the organizations and the speakers that put that together so we could have that powerful moment um, in this time. It was beautiful. That happened this past weekend. That's awesome. Right here. I saw your pictures. I was liking them up because they were all really good, really powerful. Thanks, thanks. Mm -hmm. It was it was awesome. It was really well organized. It seemed like it just from the pictures and the yeah, yeah stuff you were posting. Have you ladies uh, ever been to a march? Any kind of march? Yeah, I've definitely been on a a bunch like after Ferguson and things like that. Most of the time, I'm working, um, or I don't know about. It. I didn't go to the women's march because I was at. Um, Sundance Film Festival. Nice. That would have been like, you know. Sundance. Honestly, I went to the Women's March. Honestly, I did not have a good time. Yeah, I saw a lot of uh, things about it, and that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. What about you, Mills? Have you ever been to a, a march? I've marched. I've yeah. been to marches. Yeah. I, you can't, I don't think you can live in D.C. <laughs> and not have been to a march. I feel like if you live someplace else, the answer might be no. Yeah. Like in D.C., you might... You might just be walking to get a sandwich. And like, <laughs> I know. You're like, oh shit, what are we protesting? They are quite yeah. frequent here. Like, all right, fuck it, let's roll. You yeah, know? they are quite frequent. Yeah. Which there's... is why I think, you know, in the past I felt like, ugh, again. Right. But well, March like, for dimes, you know. There's protests literally really? every day. <laughs> like, protests to, like, not hoof horses and shit. Like, that happens. Yeah. Like, there's a protest, like, five times a day on the mall. Well, we have to protest because there's a lot of fucked up shit happening in this country, including 
gun violence in America. <laughs> guns a- don't kill people. People kill people. With guns. With guns. Oh, God. So can we talk about these people that keep killing people with guns since like 1492? You mean the government? If you will. Man, so first of all, uh, I think we have to uh, Uh, say, mm -hmm. or I feel like I need to say Say my prayers and condolences for Mm -hmm. anyone who's affected by the shooting in Vegas. First and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, That is horrendous. I was, you know, we all go to concerts here. We all have, you know, that just imagine that's horrible. Um, so, you know, horrible prayers to, to everyone who was, um, wounded and, and lost life, um, and affected by that. What do you think about the fact that they are, uh, there's a GoFundMe for the shooter that said almost a million dollars and, um, are you fucking kidding me? Oops. God damn it. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. My Fuck bad. Fuck these motherfuckers. Wait, he... What? For what? What's He's his name? dead. What does he need a million dollars for? It got up to 602000 and some shit last time I looked. For what? Uh, in support of his right to bear arms. Oh, my God. These same... So... Yeah. <laughs> wow. When chickens... See, this is this is, Come on. this is what okay this is this is crazy right so Who was this, at a country music concert in nevada in vegas white people Cops. lots of white people they love All right, guns, what's this guy's man. name again Nevada. what was his name Shh. i don't know you have to look it up so but you know this happened this year and then what last year in was it um, in Orlando or Miami at the uh, the gay club. That was Orlando. Orlando. Um, it wasn't white though. Where 49 people were mass murdered. Oh, it was 49? Yeah. Yeah. It was 49 Whoa. people. Well, you know, they don't like to talk about the murders that happened in the early 1900s to black people. Whoa. When they talk about violent crime, you know, like Rosewood and... um. I mean, I'm just talking about like recently. I mean, I know this has been go- we we no, know, but I'm, it, I think it has to be addressed because to act like oh my god, I'm not acting like oh my god. But this as a nation, every time that's the same freaking reaction. Like, how many times are we going to be well, shocked? Well, honestly, I I wasn't shocked. <laughs> so let so so yeah let's let's be honest when i heard about it i was like damn like that really sucks but i'm i honestly i was like man like i feel really desensitized to this and then it started getting me to think about why and so then i started thinking about oh well that happened last year in orlando uh then what's his name dylan ford shot up black people on our roof yeah sorry then there was the children murdered at Sandy, Sandy Hook. Hook. Yeah, then there funny. was Virginia Tech. Then there was Columbine. Uh, and it goes on and on. And, you know, like, at this point, and on top of that, with all of the police shootings, 
um, the police brutality that happens, you know, it's enraging. It's horrible, but I'm like desensitized to it. I'm not surprised anymore. No, I will say this. There's this feeling that I get for a moment where I hope the shooter is white. Not because of anything about white people, but because of the heat that's already on everybody who's not white and that no race can afford to have any more negative attention drawn to them so that there's just this unnecessary witch hunt against them as a whole. You know, this shooting happens in Orlando. There's a Muslim ban. They're banning whole countries, you know? Nothing like this ever happens when somebody white does some horrific shit. It's always lone wolf, and they were crazy, and we never knew, like... There's so many excuses given, like, for real, like, this man had 10 guns and nobody describes him as violent, but you should murder unarmed black men and call them thugs for no reason, like, because of the pictures they take, it's, it makes me so frustrated and so sad that that's my reaction. Not the first thing is is hoping like oh god please don't let this be a Muslim please don't let this be somebody black please don't let this be somebody Latino please don't let this be uh, somebody Asian please don't let this be anybody other than a white man because man we don't we don't need the heat they're the only ones that can take it and get away with it really and that sucks. <sighs> Well, it does suck because, like, and this is this is fucked up to say, but it would almost make more sense if it was, like, a person of color or a woman that, like, had some rage and, like, went berserk. But it, it never, I mean, it is sometimes. It was once. The kid at Virginia Tech was, like, an Asian-American kid. That was surprising. I was Again, like, really? And then the profiling. But generally, yeah, it's always, so I'm like, what is that about? Like, what, what, I don't know. Because, like, black people, Asian people, Latino people, in America, I don't know about, like, worldwide, worldwide. I'm sure people do fucked up things everywhere, but, like, we don't, like, do the mass shootings and stuff. Like, what is going on? Like, what's this gun violence? What's this rage? Like, what is this sickness? Like, we will this not be crazy. replaced. It's, like, all stemming insecurity. It's, like, Charlottesville, those dudes raging with their fucking Home Depot torches and they were saying we will not be replaced we will not be replaced it stems from insecurity it stems from this fear of losing this power that they have you know so why would you, why would people sh- kill because white we, people then why would white people kill white people did we ever get that? the why on why this ex-FBI agent so, right oh I so mean, he was FBI I, mean, I read that somewhere but then I like was looking at NBC There's and a CNN lot of ways. and couldn't Hmm. Sounds that. real FBI-ish. Right. There's a lot of... I mean, it also sounds like there's more than one shooter. There's a lot of things that don't make any sense about Las Vegas. The only thing that's clear is that a lot of people died. Yeah. And, so and that's a horrible has... fact word to 9-11. Yeah. I mean, you know, shit is mad deep, you know, for a lot of different reasons. It's like... Did you know that in D.C., and I'm not sure if they did this in Vegas, but you can't have a gun permit and a weed card. I'm just throwing that out there in the context in terms of cannabis legislation and the juxtaposition of alcohol, guns, and drugs. 
quote unquote, as what they about, call it. Too, what about healthcare and access to mental health? <laughs> well, so like one thing that like a, a lot of these mass shootings have in common is all these what mostly white men, right? Uh, we're all on psychoactive medications. Mm-hmm. That's like the one common thread in like all of these mass shootings is they were on. Psych- I haven't read about that. Right. What but if he's on weed sense. too? Like, there's so many ways they can spin it and just make something else the bad guy. Was <laughs> bad. Well, um, again, uh, you know, it's I I don't know I don't know what it is going to take for uh, the United States government for our representatives and senators, uh, for the administration to make some policy changes and implement those. Um, like, I really don't know. Like, I thought Sandy Hook, you know, when chi- when children were murdered, that that would be like, okay, now they're going to do something federally to make it harder to get guns, but that didn't happen. So I'm just like, what What actually does it take for um, us to transform? I hope that it happens uh, sooner rather than later. I, you know, don't feel optimistic about that with this administration, but you never know um, what could happen. I think we should all just um, keep loving each other, um, be safe as best you can, I don't know how you protect yourself from a situation like this, but, um, right. you know, but, uh, I don't want to live in fear. Nope. I'm going to keep doing positive things and putting love out there and living my life. I remember being around here during the time of the sniper. And, <sighs> right. Me you too. You know, ducking Shit. and dodging, being afraid to get gas, afraid to get groceries, afraid to wait. That was 21 afraid to people. Be on the 21 people, right? I think got a uh, sniped yeah and i think about how the mm-hmm. profiling increased against people of color yeah oh wait it was there was there was they a just black let the kid that, out uh mm-hmm. kid just got out mm. the sniper mm-hmm. wow that's wild so um living in america wild wild west out here I mean, I think, uh, you know, touching back on the micro thing, I think, you know, just living without fear is important, you know, as mm-hmm. as an owner of a company that strives to bring people together in massive amounts. One love. You know, all of this is very relevant. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm probably going to have to get shooter insurance, you know what I mean? At Whoa. some point, that's going to be a thing, you know? And that's, you know, uh, that's when you're sad. Really, it's really sad, and it's really... um. It goes against the very grain of what One Love Massive is, and that's an opportunity to bring people together, feel connected to yeah. each other and to something bigger. And so, you know, my my best words to yell into the universe is live without fear, you know, show people love that need it. Because yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, like everyone is suffering and struggling with their identity. We're, we all have PTSD. We're all... Mm-hmm. Fucked up, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. watching people die all the time. It's not natural. It's not natural at all. And uh, watching people suffer all the time, watching children suffer, Mm-mm. and just being so powerless. Mm-mm. And you combine that with you know abuse and conditioning that people have been through, or time in the military, or time in the FBI, 
you combine that with today's society, maybe a Prozac or a Xanax or a Klonopin or something that's fucking your shit all the way up, or the Adderall that you think is helping you out that's really, really not, you know, and uh, Mm. you combine that with, you know, access to machine guns and nonstop stories of mass shootings and people's heads are converted, so... You know, hug somebody, like really hug somebody, feed somebody. Like when you see somebody in the street and they're suffering, suffer with them for a minute, like feel that shit because it's until like we all feel each other's pain. It's not going to get any better. You know what I mean? And they're going to keep using these tactics to separate us. You know, the media, like the media controls every fucking thing. This whole dialogue on how they delivered everything about Vegas everything about Trump is all delivered to, to us you know what I mean in a very specific way and nothing is going to change like I don't think anything is going to change with our government or representatives fuck that we outnumber them until we all burn this shit down and demand better from these people that we put in the fucking office until we demand better from our government it's not going to change they're going to keep killing all of us some of it, us at different speeds than others but they're killing all of us day by day check by check social security number by number so uh, until we demand better, it's not gonna change. Like, where, mm. where, where are representatives on Puerto Rico? Where are our rep- like, who the fuck are my representatives? Like, wh- like, what are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we have so many great representatives, why is well, Trump is still all in office? Like, your representative is Eleanor Holmes Norton, but she does not have the power right to, to do anything. Vote. She can DC. influence people by having conversations, and she can deliberate. But ultimately, yeah, she doesn't have a a vote on legislative matters so again the district the last colony <laughs> <sighs> but there's puerto rico and puerto rico and the u.s virgin islands and guam which they which kind of also stopped just destroyed. talking about yes. and it's been destroyed like no inhabitants on barbuda and crazy other just Tortola and the USVI. Or I'm the, so the, the, sad the, about Tortola. Gosh, man. Or the BVI. I'm doing a. I'm organizing a fundraiser now for the VI, and I feel it's so crazy that you know, both all of these are U.S. territories, yeah. and we shouldn't have to feel torn. Like, oh, I'm giving to Puerto Rico. Oh, I'm giving to Virgin Islands. Oh, I'm giving to. Like first of all, they should be. States. What is even the point of them being U.S. territories if we are not giving them any kind of aid? They're being held up in ridiculous red tape. I mean, they pay them taxes. <clears throat> they go to war. There are entities they get their that soils look, poisoned with radioactive uh, technology that gives them brain cancer and birth defects for numbers of years. They should yeah, at yeah. least get military uh, stateside support when their fucking whole country is underwater. No, it's really, it's really embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's it's just gonna be a consistent downward step spiral until the true rulers of this land step up in cultural dominance. You know what, this Women. motherfucker, I'm calling him a motherfucker. You know what Trump did? He went to a golf tournament and uh, won and dedicated his trophy to the victims of Puerto Rico and Houston and Florida saying God bless them fucking he went he went golfing and dedicated a trophy to them I mean nothing motherfucker get them some food and water and like money apparently he sent over like I read the numbers earlier today it was pathetic to Puerto Rico it was like 
23 troops, like five pounds of food. I, like, I'm exaggerating, but it was really small. It wasn't even in the, like, double digits, you know, or the triple digits of, But, I mean, like, what are we really doing? Have we started, have we stormed the White House to demand that? I mean, what are we actually doing? I mean, we to, just like, had a march this past weekend. I mean, I know for, for <laughs> other things, but I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, it's No, like, that was on the we, platform. You know? That was part of the platform. It was part of the platform, but but right, like we, what else? Well, there's 250 million of us. Like, why aren't 125 million of us at the White House doorstep? Like, why isn't DC just shut down? Like, like how, you gotta like, care first. You gotta care first, and so all these people they like post all fucking day about how much they hate Trump, and like everybody posts the same article about the shit that Trump did. Like, do something about it, man. Do, do something well, about it. Man. You know, I I I used to. Cause it's all part of the brainwashing, man. The more people bitch about the same shit, the easier it is to ignore it. Everybody thinks they're the fucking Huffington Post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that email too, motherfucker. You are not NBC. I do not need you to broadcast the same articles. I've seen it. I got five thousand friends. That's the twenty third time. I've seen the article about what Trump did. Okay, what are we fucking doing about it? You know what I mean? Everybody's yelling, everybody's screaming, but if we really wanted Trump out of the White House, if half of the country or 30% of the people that hate him on Facebook just showed up in D.C. and stormed the White House until accountability was held and every government official was held accountable for letting that motherfucker be there, something will change. But instead, we're just like, oh, yo, that's fucking crazy. Anyway... Well, you know, I, a couple of thoughts on this. Um, one, I used to, I mean, I agree with you. Um, and I used to feel passionate and, and angry about more people not doing things. Um, but I don't feel that way anymore. Um, and that comes from, you know, being an organizer for so long and just seeing how many issues like people really are facing in their individual life. Um, and especially in, you know, communities, uh, that here, right here in the district that don't have the resources they need to thrive. Like, I'm not even talking about that. I'm not comparing like, what am I doing there? Or people aren't doing enough. I'm just saying that like, until there's total fucking anarchy, until we get to like Boston tea party level, when everybody's fed the fuck up, I'm not saying people aren't doing enough. People aren't protesting enough. I'm just saying until the whole country decides like, fuck this shit, we are not going to continue to let it happen and let the people do, do have the resources to step out. Like it's just going to, it's just the same shit every single day. It's just the same shit. Oh, Trump did something else. I mean, it just continues. The cops keep killing people. You know what I'm saying? Like it just continues. Like until there's like a complete upheaval in my position, like in my opinion, like it's just going to continue. And it's not throwing shade or asking people to do it. It's not, I'm not talking on a micro level. I'm talking on a macro level until we are like burn this motherfucker down and drag these people out of office who are, I mean, Trump, like we're like, you're just going to let him watch, like kill how many people? Like we're just going to watch that you know like until everyone like we're gonna keep watching cops killed by people on television you know what i mean like well what are you doing i'm I'm just saying saying, like like, what what are you doing you're saying all this but what are you actually doing like uh providing a platform and a voice for people to express these things and have these conversations on a micro level my entire life is devoted to that this is not me saying people aren't doing enough i'm saying like I, I think it's like almost on an anarchist level. I don't know what the solution is, but it, I think it's a lot not, of people don't. It's not on the level. I'm not blaming anybody, Nikki. I'm just saying until this whole motherfucker is burnt down, nothing is going to change. Until men hold other men accountable, the world is going to continue to be on fire. So it's not. I'm not saying nobody's doing enough. It's not about that. I'm just saying 
the shit is super fucked up and so we have to respond accordingly and i don't know what that means love you know one right love. so for me Massive. it's every day it's creating a platform creating a voice you know what i'm saying like putting myself in uncomfortable positions in order to have conversations knowing that i might be you know judged right. or shamed for it later like every day of my Shame. life is is going towards like that difference you know what i mean but it's that's not what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying it's not that's not even what I'm talking about. It's like on a macro level, like things are not supposed to be this way. You know, I don't believe in my heart that things are supposed to be this way. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in my heart that it's normal to watch people be killed by the police. Mm -mm. It's not normal to watch a man like Eric Garner have the life choked out of him in front of my very eyes. It's not normal. Like uh, watching children uh, like in Aleppo or all over the fucking world suffer and like lose their families and, and be destroyed before they're even two years old. That's not normal. Like mm -hmm. watching uh, the guy who lives in the alley deteriorate more and more every single day as I ride by, like is not normal. Like none of this is normal. Like it's not supposed to be this way and it's overwhelming, you know, it's overwhelming and it's sad. Uh, Macro. And, and, and yeah. And I, and every day we just watch Trump get worse and worse and worse and nothing ever happens. And I guess on some level, I always thought that at some point, something would happen. Oh, like, like, oh, that would never happen. Like the president would never, you know, like, I don't know. I don't even know what that means because the whole shit is so fucked up, but I just really didn't think we would get this far. I didn't think it would be idiocracy for real, oh, but yeah. it is, it is, it is. And we're just like, Oh my God, Trump, I hate him. But like, he just stays. And so <laughs> for me, the, the castle has been built upon a giant sand dune. And I yeah. realized that quicksand, now, you know, I don't know. Like, I I want to, like, I agree with you. Um, and I definitely hear what you're saying. It, you know, it's... Sh but unfortunately, I think I, the fucked up thing is that I think that these things are normal. Like, if you study history or just Babylon look at the last them. 10 years of... Look at the last 16 years and, like, the, we've been... It's like nothing is new and... You know, it's it's really fucked up. But it's like that is the norm. I mean, the, it the whole, shouldn't be. The whole planet was significantly more barbaric every year you go further back. I mean, if you take the grand scheme of world history, this is probably one of the most civilized times we've ever lived in. But, you know, I don't um, know. I mean, and also depending just like, on, on we whose through, history we went through like eight years of, of the Bush years and Katrina happened and, you know, it was the same shit then so like i'm actually no there wasn't mass shootings every week there i mean there's literally been a mass shooting every day of the year remember the word uh... going postal because there were all those shootings I mean, maybe we just didn't we just didn't have twitter and it didn't just weigh as, as long and it was just yeah and columbine happened and i mean that shit started then and uh i don't it's you know we live in a, a fucked up world and definitely a, a fucked up country and it would be I know one thing it would be really nice if we could get this uh, this this healthcare issue fixed so that people have access to like take care of their bodies um, hopefully in a more holistic way stop taking as many psychoactive substances and uh, you know get access to mental health care and therapy and be able to talk about things instead of I don't know what the fuck is happening, but it seems like people have a lot of anger and hate and mm. just general mm. issue, issues like bottled up and then it's literally exploding. Yeah. Um, 
That's so, exactly what's happening uh, right now, these times. You know, s- s- people need healing and help, like all of us on some level. But um, I appreciate you ladies uh, talking about the news, sharing your honest perspectives. Um, it's important. I hope uh, other people are being honest and talking about uh, the reactions to things that are happening in the country and, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to just, like we always bring it back here, spread love. Um, One love. And, and live with love and, and not in fear and uh, be helpful in this world and not tear others down. Um, speaking of helpfulness, there are some local businesses that are Either. doing some cool things that are helpful. Um, one particular company uh, helping us roll up our marijuana because marijuana helps us deal with our anxiety and stress um, in these troubled times. So who's telling us about Watershed? Watershed papers. Oh my gosh. I should have brought the pack of papers with me. I'm wilding. I'm checking my pockets and I realized that I left it. Next time. Um, yeah, but Black Owned Paper Company. Uh, shout outs to my man Gabe, aka Asheru, aka founder of Gorilla Arts. Um, if you don't know what Gorilla Arts and that's Gorilla spelled like, you know, Gorilla war- Warfare, they use hip hop to educate the youth about. Um, a number of different subjects to the point where it could be its own hip-hop curriculum. He developed that in conjunction with several other well-known rappers, including Common and Mostaf, to develop these dope textbooks that educate kids through hip-hop. Shout-out to you, Gabe. I guess that's the two-in-one because Gabe put me on to his man, Rashad, who makes his own papers. So I call Rashad. I'm trying to get some bulk papers. I'm going to Jamaica in a couple of weeks. And I was like, yo, if this is really your papers, you know, I'd love to spread them out there. You know, people would love to support them. Um, but it didn't say, it just said, you know, high quality rolling paper. I'm like, what is the paper? Like, what is the process? What, what is this? And, um, he said that they had gone through a three year process where they started off using some of the other companies that allow you to kind of just customize a pack of papers and with your brand or whatever, but they didn't like the papers. So from there, um, just kind of lucking up on the right organization of people and manufacturers who actually could make the paper, um, finding the way to get these all natural, papers that started off all natural ended all natural so you can do this process and keep it unbleached but have a really nice paper he uh he was like he was a backwood smoker he's a blunt smoker and he was looking to make the perfect paper that a blunt smoker would want not too harsh slow burn even burn great and he did it so that's my commercial for that as a smoker um i talked to him today so i was really excited you know to talk about it but i'll make sure to just show a <laughs> copy of the of the book next week but shout yeah. out to them for actually developing where can people do you know where people can get watershed uh papers watershed.com watershed. <laughs> i should have looked that up watershed, watershed papers watershed papers watershed, watershed papers. papers look Google them, them. <laughs> Most definitely. They're local here in D.C., though. So you think they're online or, like, you can get them at, like, your local convenience, your local 
yums. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, while Mills is looking up the watershed papers, uh, Molly... I just got an email address because I was trying to get my custom papers. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Molly, man. <laughs> watershed Papers, Inc. Next week, tune in Boom. for more information. Um, yeah, I want to shout out Honey Bunny Boutique. They are a uh, skincare boutique in Northeast. Uh, they make all kinds of really awesome soaps and lip balms and nice. body lotions and stuff like that. Some self-care. Yes, it's uh, Honey Bunny, H-U-N-N-Y-B-U-N-N-Y. Nice. Honey Bunny, Honey Bunny Boutique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I got a facial bar soap from them and I got a body bar soap from them and they're both amazing. I love awesome. Them. I'm going to get more for do, sure. Do you have products for women and men or is it mostly... Um, That's a good question. I believe women and men. Yeah. yeah. Unisex. Unisex. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean everyone needs soap? to smell good. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't soap inherently unisex? I mean, I don't know. They have like shaving creams. I don't actually, I don't oh, yeah. know what other stuff men need to groom themselves then. I don't know either. I don't, <clears> yeah. <throat> We'll have to have a man on the show. <laughs> well, I I was hip to them through Brandon, who works with One Love, but um, I saw them at Eighth Street Festival and I picked up a couple things. Um, but I'm definitely excited to go to their store because it was like the end of the day. I'd worked all day on my feet and I was, they just smelled so good. I had to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the facial soap is really great because it takes your makeup off right away and it smells really good and it doesn't like dry your face out. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan, so I'm definitely gonna go back. Honey mm-hmm. Bunny. Yes. Nice. Northeast, Washington, D.C. Honey Bunny Boutique. Actually, I think it might be in um, Southeast. I'm sorry. It might be oh. like, I think it's on Barracks Row, like right in Capitol Hill. It's oh, on A Street. Okay, that Street. is Southeast. So Southeast. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking Northeast. But maybe it is. I don't know. Just Google Honey Bunny. The Barracks Row is totally Southeast. Yeah, Bar- yeah, but I'm not sure if it's A Street Northeast or if it's A Street Southeast. Yeah, that's We really southeast. need to get our commercials together for. Dang, Next week we're gonna it's come contagious. Back with more I'm sorry. You just gotta really want it. You know what I mean? Honey bunny, <laughs> and again, it's spelled H U N N Y B U N N Y. I'm pretty honey sure if you bunny. put Honey Bunny DC in, it'll go. Yeah, right there. And on Facebook, they're on Facebook all the time. Smartphones are super smart. They'll figure it out. They're smarter than you because they're listening right now. So yeah. all you have to do is type in AG and it'll be like, did you mean Honey Bunny Boutique? It will. We've that already given true. them your credit card number. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. True that, true that. Well, <coughs> um, exciting. We always like to pro- uh, promote local businesses here. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was excited to learn about both of them. And, um, yeah, I think it's that time Uh-oh. in Word. the show. I actually wrote notes. Good. We really need this. This has been an intense conversation <laughs> today. It was, and it was inspiring. It Talk was metaphysically inspiring. There were so many times I was just quiet, and I was just like, I'm going to bring this back. Yeah. I'm going to speak some life. Ah. Um, I'm going to uh, saying it aloud. Snap, 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 snap. As we inhale, exhale, and get metaphysical. Man, I need some chimes. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. We do. We need like a little intro. Yeah, us. man, a little sound effect. Um, microeconomics at home. <laughs> <laughs> Education is key. Voluntary socialism and re education. Okay. All right. I'm taking my glasses off for this one. <laughs> man. Today's metaphysical message is all about the macro versus the micro and understanding the nature of the story where you can't see the forest for the trees, you know, 
in your life, in your path, in your journey, in the choices you can make, in the changes you have access to. You know, one of the greatest uh, prayers that I feel changes my life and I use as a mantra is the serenity prayer. And that's accept the things you cannot change. Change the things you can and have the wisdom to know the difference. So oftentimes when we're, when we're navigating this world where we're now being in this information age where you're inundated with information, but as a data processor with the greatest computer known to the planet earth, your brain, um, there's what information is irrelevant. Why are you processing it? How much processing power are you even using on it? And what is it doing to your system? Because you're in this fatal loop, you know, we all use computers, we use phones and whatnot, and we can see our phone slow down. We have too many programs open. You, you, you gotta, sometimes you gotta turn it off for a little while and let it reset itself. And that's just your phone. <laughs> that's what you do for your phone or some other appliance. And you are so much greater than that receiving so much more information than that processing so many things it is very important to look at your mechanism for throwing out junk how often do you empty your trash bin what do you do with the thoughts you discard are you even truly discarding them or is this program minimized in your background using up your cpu what are you truly doing with these things that are happening and are you misusing your processing power on macro things that you actually can never solve ever you're just trying to figure out the end of pi that really <laughs> you figure out pi a never-ending sequence when you have micro things um <clears throat> to you, you're talking about burning it down and things like that. We're at a cultural warfare. Things are very binary. We live in the absolute land and sea, night and day, sun and moon, man and woman, yin and yang. Our entire relative existence is based on our idea that there are relativities, that everything is not the same, that every color is not there's even colors like we just have so many relative things that that mean nothing truly in the absolute of life but they are necessary to understand the value and the the meaning and and the experience of the choices that you make to be light personified surrounded by darkness and that same decision to be you have to not be to know who you are you gotta not do to know what you should do you gotta be with the worst to know what love is because if you got love before you knew love you'd be like i don't even know love you dis love come back to love like damn i didn't know it was love <laughs> yet shit's crazy man macro micro what are we focused on education is key because we're fighting a cultural warfare there are those that are literally against the earth and there are those that are for life and know that if you're for life, you will be vilified. You like to fuck. You're going to be vilified. You have children. You're going to be vilified. You're a woman. You personified life giving and you certainly <laughs> will be vilified mm -hmm. because this is a cultural warfare. What is the natural culture? What is the indigenous culture? 
what is the dominant culture how are humans living for the majority of humanity for the millions of years the 2.8 million that they can document that we've been cooking for, with fire like what were we living like to this this lie we have to re-educate ourselves they say that they brought civilization and they brought this that no they did not we were able to live in balance with nature and still experience great science great architecture great technology and great humanity the idea that you have to be savage to have these things that you have to be cruel that you have to kill to live is not of the absolute all that is is life we are made to live in balance so in every choice in the micro of your life realize how revolutionary you are in every day it's so easy to get caught up in the bullshit and people die but you're a fucking live you are alive you are breathing you're walking you can see you can eat you can hear you can think you can remember you got friends you got a job you got a house you got a car you got legs you got so many things like your whole life is based on your perspective happiness is a choice and misery loves company and everything in this miserable culture seeks to steal your joy it's micro you can get lost in the macro it'll steal your joy lost in things you can't control it'll steal your joy why you want to let it happiness is a choice remind yourself that you are blessed and highly favored because you're here. You think, therefore, you are. And it's that simple. There are those that don't think. They don't wonder. They don't have a choice. <laughs> Fucking chair. It is. But you're not. <laughs> Starfish. The choices that you've been given are a blessing at all times. It is perspective. Even to be homeless in this country there are those that would sell everything just to be here homeless they would come here broke and be thankful we don't know it's always perspective it is always perspective it is always perspective choose to be happy yo one love focus on the micro you're doing awesome you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are perfectly perfect in exactly where you are right now. You are the highest intention of yourself because you chose every choice that you made. And the fact that you can choose is a blessing. Every lesson is a blessing. You can't escape yourself. You can only know who you are not so you can be ever closer to who you always were. That's my metaphysical message, y'all. <laughs> and <laughs> that concludes another fresh episode of the Eminem show live from the One Love Massive Creative Factory. Thank you again. <laughs> I don't even most. know how long that was. That one felt deep, yo. Went deep. I had to bring it back. I got lost for a second. Sometimes it Thank happens. You. <laughs> Thank you, Mills. Thank you, Molly. See y'all next Tuesday. Peace. Yeah, personal.